three, two, one, ignition, and liftoff. Go SpaceX, go IM-1, and the Odysseus lunar lander. Vehicle pitching ground range. It's always, it's always amazing, isn't it, to see that? In just hours, the Odysseus lunar lander could be the first U.S. spacecraft to land on the moon in more than 50 years. Odysseus began its journey into space a week ago and could land on the moon about 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. But a historic landing is not guaranteed. In fact, more than half of all attempts to land on the moon have actually failed just last month. A privately funded lunar lander launched from Florida and it suffered a malfunction, never made it to the moon. It burned up after re-entering Earth's atmosphere. Japan did successfully land a rover on the moon last month, though. It's Moon Sniper sent back these pictures after landing successfully there. How cool on the surface. Here with us now, so happy to be joined by NASA Administrator, former U.S. Senator Bill Nelson. All right, let's just be optimistic, because I already put it in my calendar to watch this with my kids today at 5.30 p.m. So being optimistic, assuming a successful landing, what can we all learn from it? It's going to be a scout for us because next year we're going to the moon with humans. And about two years from now, we will land on the moon. First time in over a half century. So what we're doing is something different this time. We're going to the moon not as a government mission, but as a commercial mission, which saves NASA lots of money. But we've got six instruments on it that will give us a lot of information about this very uh, difficult region to land in, the south pole of the moon. Uh, and that information is going to be very important to us uh, as we then send humans to the surface of the moon. Talk, can we talk a little bit more about the importance of landing on the south pole of the moon where the goal eventually is to build a lunar base. Um, that's a goal not only we have, that's a goal that China shares, for example. Scientists believe, you know, there's ice there and boy, that can mean a whole lot of things for the future. Um, would it be possible for both countries to have a base there? Uh, it is possible and that's another reason why Following on the uh, Outer Space Treaty, we have implemented the Artemis Accords. Now 36 countries have signed them, and it's basically a declaration of our peaceful uh, pledges as we uh, go out and explore uh, to the moon and further. And why that's so important is when you go to the South Pole region, and a lot of other countries like China want to explore, it's important that we do so in peace. Yeah. Now, of course, we're concerned about that because a lot of the so-called civilian space program with China, of course, that is a lot of military as well. Well, can I ask you about another uh, big concern? Our team here at CNN, Kristen Fisher, that, that whole team, they, they were the first to report that Russia is attempting to develop a nuclear weapon for space, essentially a giant electromagnetic pulse that would create a huge energy wave and potentially destroy or heavily damage a number of crucial satellites. What's your level of concern after learning this? 
Well, again, going back to that treaty on outer space, uh, there's a provision in there that says uh, no nuclear weapons in space because the exploration of space should be peaceful purposes. Now, as to the specifics, I'm going to defer uh, to the White House and to the uh, Department of Defense. Uh, let me say that we have an international space station up there. We have 15 international partners, and Russia is one of the partners. Yeah. Uh, the cooperation with Russia goes back to 1975, the Apollo-Soyuz mission. And we've peacefully cooperated with Russia ever since. We built the space station together. We operate it together. Uh, but uh, we want that to continue. Uh, we don't want these other issues that are anything but peaceful to get in the way. Yeah. I mean, it is remarkable what that relationship between the United States and Russia has withstood in space despite everything else, despite Russia's uh, war on Ukraine, for example. But this reporting from CNN that I just mentioned is from three different sources familiar with U.S. intelligence. If this is the case, if this happens, would that jeopardize significantly uh, the partnership that the U.S. and Russia have had in space? Uh, I'm going to give the details of that to the White House, but uh, obviously anything that threatens the existence of peaceful uses of space is inimical to what we are trying to do. It's inimical to the Outer Space Treaty from back in the 60s. Uh, and uh, I am very hopeful that all of the parties that would think otherwise will come to yeah. their senses. I should note Putin has denied the plans. He said Russia is categorically against, that's a quote, launching any sort of nuclear weapon into orbit. But obviously, you're concerned. The White House, everyone at DOD paying close attention. Let's end on this note about how precise you have to be to nail this lunar landing today. Uh, one expert has equated it to, quote, hitting a golf ball in New York and having it go into a specific hole in Los Angeles. That's pretty hard. Is that how hard uh, it is? That's about accurate. <laughs> uh, and the South Pole is particularly hard because it is pockmarked with all of these craters. And remember that the South Pole, if, if this is the bottom of the moon and the sunlight is coming in like this, you've got these deep, deep shadows. Uh, by the way, we know that there is ice in the crevice of rocks, which are totally shadowed. And therefore, we want to go to the South Pole, however uh, hazardous it is, to see if there is water in abundance. Because if there's water, there's rocket fuel, hydrogen and oxygen, and we could have a gas station on the South Pole of the Moon. That is remarkable. We'll be watching 5.30 p.m. Eastern time today. Good luck to all of you, Bill Nelson. Thank you so much.